0: Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now listen if you can indulge me but let's honor god stand for the reading of god's holy word amen we're coming from the book of isaiah chapter number 59 the book of isaiah chapter number 55 right and y'all know what me y'all get to be some gymnast regardless of your age your weight of your flexibility right we're gonna land a perfect 10 on verse number one so isaiah chapter number 59 landing on verse number one here begins the reading of god's holy word it says behold the lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated between you and your god and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity your lips have spoken lies your tongue have muttered perverseness none it for justice nor any pleaded for truth they trust in vanity and speak lies they conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity you can be seated in the presence of our living God. Amen. And, to, and today's message, or the title of the text that we're going to be working with on today is called, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Amen. It's a colloquial term that comes from, oh, you could be seated in the presence of the living God, colloquial term that comes from our fifth amendment. When we talk about pleading the fifth, you know, and what it's talking about when somebody is in criminal court, you know, when they're being asked questions rather than incriminating themselves, they will respond by saying, I plead the fifth rather than volunteering information that can incriminate them, right? They say, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. And so what we're going to be looking at when we talk about the fifth is there was a lack of telling the truth or there was a lack of speaking the truth, a lack in speaking the truth so understand this is where the enemy wants you to abide where you abide in the place where you consistently having the thought process but not just having the thought process but also the actions of I plead the fifth Uh, rather withholding the truth not being free to speak the truth because the Bible lets us know it's the truth that you know that makes you free right and so this is why most of us find our place uh, ourselves consistently in a place of bondage because we fail to speak the truth to acknowledge the truth to deal the truth to embrace and receive the truth amen and so as we're pressing through and continuing with our current sermon series we've been talking about encountering God and we're in that portion where we're saying okay this is now through the faces of deliverance amen and they've been telling you that deliverance doesn't always looks the same right it does not looks the same right it's been coming in different forms but one of the main things that is consistent about deliverance it is going to deal with truth right and so this is one of the definitions that we have for deliverance it is the act of setting free free from bondage the act of setting free from bondage the act of setting free from bondage I don't know about you but I need to be delivered I want to be delivered and I want to remain delivered from the things that God will set me free those things that he has set me free from I want to remain free amen and so a part of that and part of me staying free is going to take me consistently speaking truth receiving truth embracing truth living according to the truth of God's word amen So we find ourselves here in the book of Isaiah, right? And anytime we find ourselves coming up out of one of the prophetic books, know that the the word itself is going to be prophetic in nature, amen? And so we're here, Isaiah, the eagle, our prophet, who saw over 400 years in the future that the Messiah was going to come. He's now speaking to us from chapter number 59, amen? And what this chapter actually begins to talk about, to kind of sum it up, if we were to break it or divide it up, right? Round about verses 1 through 4, the chapter's talking about how the sin, the sin, that we as individuals deal with or the sin that we lend our lives to this sin actually separates us from god right so you will hear us talk about how sin separates you from god right so here you're singing in scripture right how the sin and the iniquities are separating the people from their God right and then as you fall down to round about verse number 9 through verse number 15 it talks about having a commitment to wait on God being committed to wait on God and that's where many believers get in trouble they try to move ahead of God or they try to move before. For God they allow the enemy to trick them or try to deceive them that God is not going to do what he said or God is not going to show up or the enemy used these things called time as a weapon against the believers right but but Isaiah saying, no you got to be committed to wait on God you got to be committed to wait on God and then toward the end part of verse number 15 right and when you move down into verse number 21 right it talks about how God is going to bring about his own salvation to the people he's going to bring about his own salvation he's big and bad enough to bring about his own salvation amen so now as we talk about this I plead the fifth we're coming back to verse number one it says behold the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear and i don't know if you're like me where you've been there where you felt like i've got myself into such a mess you know i've fallen in such a dark deep place that it doesn't seem like anybody can reach me right here it's not even the words that people would speak to me i understood them right uh from a place of comprehending the words i understood exactly what people were saying to me but the words were not finding that spot to reach me or hit me in my heart where it was making a connection to where it could help pull me out of a place that I found myself in right and David talked about being in a pit right that deep that dark place right and feeling like you just so isolated from everybody else feeling like you're so misunderstood feeling like no matter how people try to help you all of their attempts fall you know to the ground right they become empty there's not seem like nobody can help you but the Bible letting us know he said behold take look take notice the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. so it doesn't matter how far you feel that you are away from god it doesn't matter how isolated you seem you are from the world it doesn't even matter how deep of a hole you think you've got yourself into the bible is saying that god's hand is not that short that he cannot reach down and save you so he's trying to let you know i don't care where you've gotten yourself and he has the authority he has the power and he has the ability to actually reach down and save you that's if you want to be saved Because I found that there were some people that say they want to be saved, right? And in order to be saved, there were some things that you have to separate yourself from. There were some things that you actually have to disconnect from. Some things you have to give up, walk away from, turn your back on. You understand conversation has to change, thought process has to change. But then there were some people because they're so in love with these things or so in love with certain individuals, right? It becomes a difficult thing to separate themselves from these things or these individuals in order to embrace God so thereby it appears that God's hand is too short to save them no it's not that his hand is too short you just too stubborn uh, you don't want to let some things go because we're talking about deliverance we're talking about deliverance. we're talking about being delivered so he said behold the Lord's hand is not short, and that it cannot say neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear do you know somebody can you really Where well, you feel like you've been there and you prayed all kind of prayers uh, or you know all the words that you could possibly think of to to make up a prayer right uh call your of being led by the holy ghost even opening the pages of god's word and and praying his word but it seemed like god did not hear you do you know somebody and can you relate right but the scripture tells us his ear is not heavy that it cannot hear there were some people uh if we stand in in the context of the scripture they have a heavy ear denoting that they, they, they they cannot hear you there is a refusal to hear you there is an inability to hear you You know, you've been there for some of us with our spouses. You've been in a conversation with your spouse and the thing that you were talking about, oh, it was of importance to you. It was of interest to you. But as you were speaking it to your spouse or to your children or to your quote-unquote best friend, right? They didn't give you that attention, right? They didn't give you their undivided attention. So you felt a little disrespectful that they didn't feel the same way you felt about the thing that you were speaking about, right? You wanted them to be elated. You wanted them to be happy. You wanted them to, uh, you know, just give you their undivided attention about the thing that you were speaking about. And because they felt to do that, you felt a little bit disrespectful. Respect for you that thing rubbed you the wrong way well it was the that the it was heavy they they did not have the ability to actually hear you give the give you the undivided attention to receive what it was that you were speaking about they didn't have the same emotions <laughs> uh, they can relate to the way you felt the it and was speaking about it but the Bible is let us know that his ear is not too heavy that it cannot hear and that's the first thing that the prophet starts off with God's hand is not short that he cannot say neither is his ear too heavy that he cannot hear but then he lets us know right he says but your iniquities your iniquities have separated between you and God and your sins have hid his face from you that he would not hear so we understand why he's not hearing, right? Uh, verse 2 gives us an understanding of why God will not hear someone, right? So he says, but your iniquities, right? And when we dive into this word iniquities in the Hebrew, right, it's talking about the perversity, those things that are perverted, right? The perversity, the perverse things, right? Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. The perverse things or, or perversity, right? One of the second definitions for iniquity is talking about perverted thinking, right? Or twisted thinking because... I told you not too long ago how the Lord dealt me gave me an acronym form for the word iniquity right he, he, he talked about in I there is something that wants to quit him. And it starts in the thought process. There is something in I. There is something also in you. That that makes you want to quit being in relationship with God. That wants to make you quit being committed to God. Being devoted to God. Being loyal to God. Being submitted to God. Being yielded to God. Being obedient to God. There is something in you. That makes you want to quit yielding yourself completely to God. Something in you that makes you want to quit. Seeking after God. Chasing after God. Go. Going after God, pursuing after him, loving on him, understanding that he's the reason that you live, breathe and have your very existence. Uh, It's something in you that makes you want to quit. Just quit. God, do away with God. It's that perversity that's on the inside. It's that perverted thinking. It is that. And when we talk about anything that is perverted, right, we're talking about the essence or the nature of that thing has been twisted, right. Meaning the true nature of a thing, how God has intended it to operate or how God created it to exist, right. That the nature of that thing has been twisted, right. Uh, Given an understanding, right. With all this trans taking place in the culture right now, when a woman goes and tries to change his 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 gender to a female right he's changing or perverting or twisting the true essence or the true nature of who god has created him to be and how god has created him to move and operate as a man that's called perversion right there right so the thought process is is, is is perverted or the thinking has become twisted now because it's perversion anything what we're talking about is when the true essence or the true nature of a thing has been twisted it's perverted That's what we're talking about. So understand these iniquities meaning the perversity that a person deals with the perverted thinking or the twisted thinking that we at times deal I must say often deal with if you being honest right because this is where we say okay if somebody were to ask you how often do you have perverted thoughts oh see the enemy was trying to fight me with some perverted thought just this morning before trying to come to deliver this where I was like "Devil, you a lie you a lie you a lie and, but you know what I have to say I said God the truth of the matter is God had you not saved me God I will operate right in that thing oh yes I would God that perversion oh God I will operate right in that thing God I will be that foul God I will be that nasty God I will be that perverted God I will be that sick I will be that wicked I will be that evil but thanks be unto God for the blood of Jesus Christ that washed me and cleansed me I'm so grateful for the blood they don't talk about that no more but I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus that has washed me I'm so grateful for the Word of God the pure water that comes from the Word of God that has washed and cleansed me it's it's this perverted or twisted thinking that the enemy would attack your thought process that's why Paul told you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind uh-huh and see some of you you won't allow the transformation to take place in your mind and this is why this perverse or this twisted thinking remains and you find yourself falling away and you feel like okay well why hasn't God done it it has nothing to do with the ability of God or the capability of God but it has everything to do with your twisted perverted thinking mm-hmm. I know you don't like that but we're still talking about deliverance right there and you often want to plead the fifth oh but that's why I say if somebody were to ask you what was your perverted thoughts and uh, you would be like I plead the fifth because you don't want nobody to know what it was that you were thinking about oh you believe your thoughts are concealed but a uh, man of God woman of God I want you to know he sees it all the Bible says that the Lord's eye in every place beholding the evil as well as the good he sees the evil but he also sees the good there is nothing that is hidden from god and you got to understand just because you thinking and did not speak it it's not concealed god saw it and god heard it oh i love him 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 but you can be delivered from the unspoken thing oh Every day I'm saying God cleanse my mind. I'm saying God wash my mind because I know if I just let this thing get to running, oh, my mind will be way out there left field and then it'll run back to center field and then it'll run way over here to right field. You understand, then I think it's just going dive into some field. Oh, you don't like me. Baseball analogy. It'll just going to dive into some field. But thanks be unto God that God is a deliverer. And I'm so glad that God will wash my mind. He's not afraid of the perversion that 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 or the perverted or the twisted thoughts that come to my mind. Matter of fact, he knows what they are. It's not causing God to fall off of his throne because he's so surprised. You, oh my God, Lincoln, you thought that? No. Uh, but he loves the fact that I acknowledge it and I say, God, wash me of that perverted thought right there, God. Oh, God, forgive me of that perverted thought right there, God. Well, the enemy God is trying to make me embrace and take this and see that as myself No, you have have delivered me God you have set me free oh I'm not gonna fall back into those evil and perverted ways that I used to be that's who I used to be that's that old man that old nature has died and a new man has come forth thanks be unto Jesus Christ so he says but your iniquities meaning your perversities your perverted thinking or your twisted thinking have separated between you and God it has caused a division between you and God he said, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So I understand what has caused a separation between you and God. Your perversion, your perverted thinking, your twisted thinking. Then he says, and your sins have hid his face from you. So when we begin to sin, sin talks about to miss the mark in the Hebrew, it talks about To miss the mark. Well what is the actual mark? The ordinances of God the ways of god the word of god in other words when you fail to obey the word of god right or when you fail to be obedient to the instructions of god to the direction of god to the leading of god to the word of god itself right this is sin this is you missing the mark this is i missing the mark right when we that's sin when we fail to obey the word how god said to do it right and see some of us we have this habit right we're habitual when it comes to obeying a portion of the word a portion of the word you got to understand we talk about a half truth as a whole lot but you got to understand in like manner a portion of obedience half obedience guess what it's full rebellion if, if you didn't know now you know it's full rebellion you think it because well i did some of what you said listen if, if you're like me and you got children right listen and you gave your child a specific instruction and they did a portion of what you said you're going to look them square in the face and say you didn't not do what I said yeah I know you did that that's a portion of what I said but what I said was X Y and Z you find yourself doing just only X but the instruction was not fulfilled so guess what it displeases you when your child does not do exactly what you told them to do so guess what in like man and when you don't do it exactly how God said to do it it is displeasing unto the Lord Matter of fact, it's sin and it causes you to miss the mark, which is to obey the word of God, the ordinances of God, the statutes and the precepts of God, the ways of God, the instructions and the leading in the direction of God is sin. And because of this sin, the Bible says in your sins have hid his face. His face is hidden from you. So so maybe, could it be, could it, could it be, could it be you haven't had an encounter because of your sin? Oh, you haven't had an encounter because of your sin because he has hid his face from you. To encounter him is to have a face-to-face meeting with God. And maybe you have not had a face-to-face meeting with God because of your sin. He have hid his face. To the point that the scripture says that he will not even hear. So you're understanding now I've been praying and seem like I've been praying the same prayer without any results or seem like i have been praying the same prayer and God has not responded and God has not moved and God has not done it. God has not did it. Well, could it be that you are in sin? Your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have caused God to hide his face from you so that he would not hear you. It, do you th- do you see that for God to hide his face is an indication that God does not want to be bothered by him. God does not want to be bothered by you anytime you know because you call yourself hiding yourself from people when somebody calls you when they text you and, and you avoid their calls or their text messages that's you actually hiding denoting that you don't want to be bothered by certain individuals now whether they've done something to rub you the wrong way I don't know but see because some of y'all some folks don't have to do not a thing to you you just you just moody like that right they'll call you they'll text you to check on you and you with your moody self don't want to be bothered with folk you avoid them which is you're hiding from them but God has a reason to hide it's because of your iniquities and it's because of your sin this is why he's hiding his face this is why he's not hearing it's because of your iniquities and your sin oh then the prophet goes into he said for your hands are defiled your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity your lips have spoken lies your tongue have muttered perverseness right so he says your hands are defiled with blood blood denotes life so think about it some of you have defiled the lives of individuals and even if you have not defiled the lives of individuals you have defiled your own life right because uh, I know some of y'all do you don't want to be honest and talk about how you met in the lives of somebody else right but let's just talk about your own life right how you defiled your own life how you messed up your own life how you polluted your own life how you caused your own life to become filthy and messed up and, and dirty and, and all of these things right there Stop trying to blame your mama. Stop trying to blame your daddy. Because we never hear you say it's my fault. Because when, when, any time the question is posed, was it wasn't you or what did you do, right? There you go. I plead the fifth. You, you never want to stand up and tell the truth about you. And that's why you can't find deliverance. And that's why you can't experience or encounter the God that delivers. Because you refuse uh, to speak truth. You refuse to speak truth. You say you love truth. I can't tell that you love it. I sure can't tell that you love it. So he says, For your hands have defiled with blood. Your hands are defiled with blood, denoting that how you polluted the lives of people and polluted your own life. And he says, And your fingers with iniquity, right? And your fingers with iniquity, denoting how you've handled some perverted things. Oh, I know you don't want to talk about how you mess with some perverted things, right? Uh, Your your fingers denoting that you're involved in perverted things. Hands are are a symbolic of teaching or hands are symbolic of skill set, things of that nature right there. And when you think about things that you might have taught or the skill set, how you perverted these things. Oh, because your fingers, your fingers, and you have to think even your fingers are used to as a pointing mechanism, right? To point to things, point out things, right? Given direction, even some of the directions you gave, perverted. Ooh. Now, I'm going to pull back off of that one right there. Some of the things you directed people to do perverted some of the directions you given them perverted because it had nothing to do with God but it had everything to do with, with pleasing you this is how you wanted it done because of the pleasure that it will bring you perverted oh lord have mercy uh, we got some perverted teachers some perverted teachers some perverted teachers and I'm not just talking about him in the church but perverted teacher uh, if you got children you were teacher if somebody's looking up to you you were teacher if you a role model you were teacher if you got younger siblings you are a teacher. Oh, you got to understand. If you are a pillar within your community, you are a teacher. And some of the directions that you have given or instructions that perverted—it was not about pleasing God, but it was about pleasing you. Perverted, 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 perverted. And you need to be what delivered? He said, "In your lips, I've spoken lies." Oh Lord, have mercy, liar, liar. Pants on fire is what we used to say when we were younger. Lie liar lie, your pants on fire, right? It's not a burning of the Holy Ghost down on the inside. Maybe that burning is coming from because your pants are on fire, you liar. Oh, you don't want to tell no truth. This is you plead the fifth on everything because you're nothing but a liar. Go ahead and embrace it. You are a liar. See, when you can embrace that you are a liar, that is embracing truth, and this is when God can begin to come and deliver you until you know the truth. Embrace the truth truth receive the truth and can speak that truth no deliverance is gonna take place He you said your lips have spoken lies it's hard to believe anything you say you lie so much So <laughs> now you believe your own lies Ooh what a deception they tell me self-deception is the worst type of deception when you have now spoken lies so much that you believe that your lies actually the truth now you are messed up individual and you don't even realize how messed up and how jacked up you really are because everybody keeps telling you no it's okay no that was the truth I believe no I don't believe you it was a lie you need somebody that would stand and look you flat-footed in your face and say that's a lie I don't believe you are lying And, and, and you need somebody to say no you are a liar I love you enough to tell you the truth that you're lying. I love you enough to tell you that, listen, stop being a liar. I command the truth of God. Oh, we don't say that anymore. I command the truth of God to come out of your mouth. See, some of y'all, when you know you're dealing with folk who lie, you need to tell, I command the truth of God to come out of your mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth is going to come out your mouth. I remember I used to do my children like that because guess what you ain't got to teach them how to lie the enemy would teach them how to lie and because it's a generational thing something that's in the generation it definitely in my family to, to, to escape lying nobody had to teach them they just the enemy would teach them but I would say I command the truth of the Lord Jesus to come out your mouth you will not stand here and lie to my face well, y'all don't want to do that because your little Bob and your little Susie, you don't think they'll lie to you. And some of you, they've been lying to you since they came out the womb, and you believe them. Yeah. As cute as they are, they're cute liars all they are. They're a little pretty little liar. Ooh, Lord I mercy. pretty little liar, that's all they are. Pretty little liars is all they are. It said your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue have muttered perverseness, right? Your tongue has muttered perverseness. Here we go again. With this perverseness or this perversion, these twisted things not has went from twisted thought, because a thought is nothing more than an unspoken word. When it's spoken, that thought has not have been spoken. So some of you have been speaking what was initially a thought. Your tongue have muttered perverseness. Your tongue has spoken perverse things. Your tongue has spoken those twisted or perverted thoughts. <laughs> some of you get that bold till it's no longer in your head. Oh, you, you just that bold. Well, I'ma speak what I'm thinking about. Nobody gonna tell me I can't say what I want to say. Oh Lord, have mercy. Have you taken the time to hear you? Have you taken the time to listen to you to some of the things that are coming out of your mouth? If you just record yourself and sit down and listen to you, you'll see how crazy you sound someday. And this is why people face be all distorted when they when 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 you're talking to them, because they can't believe some of the stuff that just came up out of your mouth. And you this this is just so ordinary. This this is what you are accustomed to. You don't even recognize how offensive you be at times and you want to hide behind well, no, I'm just being real I'm just keeping it 100 you're a lie why is it you always want to be real when you call yourself telling someone the truth about them if you just keeping it 100 if you just being real keep it 100 about you or keep it real about you let me hear some truth about you because you quick to rise up and with a boldness to speak truth about somebody else let me see you do that about you Lord that mercy now, this is where we take the title of the text when we fall into verse number four. He said, None calleth for justice. None calleth for justice. None calls for what is right nobody is calling for what is right (laughs) we got some silent prophets Uh, you know everybody want to be a prophet when it when it comes to speaking what the lord say right but you got a bunch of prophets who heard god right but they don't have a clue what he said Uh, we're gonna say that right there they heard god but they don't have a clue what he said Uh, tell me what is he saying don't don't go fabricate a word. Don't go get some word from three years ago. Brush it off, dust it off. And then, you know, manufacture that. This is what God gave you. No, tell us what it tell us what heaven is speaking now. There is a right now word. Tell us what God is saying right now don't go make nothing and don't go fashion a word tell us what God is saying he's a God that truly speaks. none is calling for justice none is calling for things to be right none is calling for things to be in order and then the prophet goes on to say nor any pleaded for truth nobody is speaking true mm-hmm uh pletive uh, this definition from pletive is talking about to argue a case or cause to argue a case or cause nobody is arguing uh, and the case is truth or the cause is true nobody is arguing for truth think about it even when we talk about truth we're talking about absolute truth absolute truth being the word of God Uh, the word of God is unchanging the immutable word of God just like he's an immutable God it's never it never changes it remains the same as being absolute truth Uh, but within the culture we got all these truths that are subjective and all of these different things and relative truths and all of these things as it relates and pertains to you that's what's going to be true so so now you got folks saying I'm a cat right and if you don't agree, them calling themselves a cat walking around i'm talking about full-grown adults walking around licking themselves about their cat what kind of foolishness is this uh, nobody is pleading for the truth saying this is not right something is wrong with this right here this is out of order If we're walking around allowing people to have these type of perverted thoughts and these twisted thoughts right here where is society or the culture of this nation headed Nobody's pleading for nobody is arguing for truth. Look at it. It started with this attack against the definition, the biblical definition of the family, how God orchestrated it to be. Now a family can be a man and a man and have children, a woman and a woman can have children. But the biblical definition was man and woman. You got to understand, nobody is pleading for the truth. Nobody is fighting for the truth or calling for the order of truth. Come on, prophets, rise up. Come on, men of God, women of God, rise up. Somebody has got to plead for the truth. And this is where we say, because this is why we say, I plead the fear. Nobody wants to declare truth. Nobody wants to speak truth because you so afraid of being canceled. All of them are not your friends anyhow. And your and little following you got. You're so busy trying to be famous instead of trying to make Jesus famous. That's the problem right there. You're so busy trying to be fam- Make him famous. Make the Lord Jesus Christ famous. Make it be about him. says, none call it for justice. I ain't, no wor- ain't worried about nobody. Can- I ain't got no for. Fi- I don't even be on social media like this. I ain't worried about nobody canceling me out. It, Listen, I want to know when he comes for me, I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I want to fulfill. I want to do what he's called me to do. I want to be who he's called me to be. So nobody's arguing. No, nobody's arguing for the truth. Lord it's getting hotter in here. No, nobody's arguing for the truth. This is why nobody's arguing for the truth. The prophet says they trust in vanity, right? They they trust in vanity, right? As the culture is consistently redefining truth, they trust in vanity, right? And and, and vanity, the Hebraic definition of vanity is talking about, they trust in confusion, confusion what is right is now wrong and what is wrong is not considered to be right what we saw as light is now viewed as darkness and what we know to be darkness is now considered to be light no that's confusion will the real people of god stand up and plead truth but look at this Vanity is also defined as unreality, something that is not even considered to be real. Or, or vanity is also defined as empty words, so they trust in empty words, vain, empty words. So, But I like this whole unreality, something that's not real. They trust in something that's not even real. Let's go back to the example, the fact that you, uh, uh, you can walk around as an as adult, an adult, Walk around licking your arm like you're a cat, talking about you a cat, and, 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 and declaring that, you know what I'm saying, or demanding that everybody now say that you are a, the, the devil is alive. I will not come in agreement with that stupidity. I'm not, but because guess what? If I'm looking at you with my two eyes that God gave me and I say you are a cat, then guess what? I am actually lying. And the Bible tells me in the book of Revelation, all liars have their place in the lake of fire. There's no way that I'm going to come in agreement with this lie. When I'm w- looking at you with my own two eyes and I see a person, I am not about to call you a cat. Because it's a lie. It's unreal. You see how crazy... Uh, and, and twisted and perverted people's thinking is nowadays. I'm a cat. You got to call me a cat. I identify as a cat. Well, if that's how you're going to identify, we shouldn't hear no more words come out your mouth. Because the last time I kid, the only thing comes out of a cat mouth is a, is a meow. You better say nothing else there. If you a cat. We may not hear you say not another word i don't care if you want something not a word better come out your mouth because you a cat because cats can't talk see when you when you do that we'll see folks starting to change right now no cats can't talk kind of foolishness a perversion is this right here it, it, this is not calling for judge or pleaded for truth they trust invent they trust in something that is not even real in other words they're trusting in a truth that's not even real this fabricated truth this made up truth that and it's coming from their own mind this perverted thinking or a twisted thinking that is unreal till now it causes them to do what? Speak lies. I'm a cat. That's a lie. And if you come in agreement, guess what? You are now a liar. You'll not become a partaker of another man's sin because the fact that they're saying I'm a cat, it's a lie. And if you come in agreement with it, you have become a partaker of this man's sin. You are now viewed as a liar in the eyes of God. It won't be on my... I am not coming in agreement with it. No, I'm not. And all of this is because nobody calls for justice. Nobody's calling for order. Nobody's calling for things that are right. Nobody's pleading for truth, absolute truth. Everything is subjective, not relative now. Then he says they conceive mission and bring forth iniquity. They conceive, they they, they conceive, they break, they birth trouble. And they bring forth and look at the culture. They birth trouble, they conceive trouble that they now bring forth iniquity. They bring forth perverted thinking. They're bringing twisted thinking. It's all moving rampant through the government now. Now, Apostle told us years ago, he said, watch, he said, the spirit of perversion is going to run in exact word. The spirit of perversion is going to run rampant through the schoolhouse. If I'm being honest, when I first heard the word, I understand, interpret the word as been, See, This is my fault. I tell you, all you got to engage the word. God, what does this mean? What are you saying? How is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? Right. When he spoke this word, I wasn't at that place where I was. I, I had learned to engage God about the word in that manner. So I could be honest and say when I heard the word I interpreted as there were going to be more gays coming through the school, posing as teachers and things. Now, that's a part of it that has happened. But what you see, look at the curriculum. Oh, they're introducing books through characters little penguins it designed as male penguins holding hands oh you don't want to talk about it but somebody's got to plead truth right now they're trying to introduce a culture to your young baby right that it's okay for a man to be with a man and a woman to be woman. the devil is a lie that is not true we're pleading for the truth of God and you got to rise up and plead the truth of God and stop talking about I plead the fifth because you're afraid to be canceled They're bringing forth iniquity. They're bringing perversion into the culture. To the point it's going to be unsafe for your little baby, your little Bobby, and your little Susie Q to actually go into the schoolhouse because they're preying on them somebody showed me a YouTube video from 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 the LGBTQ all the numbers all the letters and all the plus signs and and all the other signs they got I don't know and all the colors they got right somebody showed me a video from that community talking about you know how this they're plotting we're gonna we're gonna listen we're gonna get your children what the devil is alive uh you you let me tell you something that you you might win some, but you just lost three of mine. Oh, that's what you need to know, devil. You might get some, but you lost the three that belong to me. The devil is a lie. You will not have them. I am going to speak and I am going to plead and I am going to call for justice in the ears of my children. They're going to know what is right. They're not going to yield them. Now, if they do, it's not going to be because they didn't know the truth. Oh, no. Oh, no. He then tells us in verse. So he says, for our transgressions are multiplied before thee and our sins testify against us. Look at the culture. Our transgressions are multiplied before thee and our sins testify. Ag-. Oh, he said your sins testify. Your sins are a witness against you. Ooh. Even when you try to hide, even when you think it's not what it is, he said, Your sins are testifying. Oh, your sin. See, we oftentimes talk about how your speech has betrayed you. Your sins have betrayed you. Your sins are actually talking about you, they're testifying, they're becoming a witness against you. He says, For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them oh so you know that perversion you know it like the back of your hand you know those perverted thoughts and and that twisted thinking you know it like the back of your hand but when we ask you what it is I plead the fifth no plead truth we want you to plead truth no time to get quiet now and you're trying to figure out why God has not delivered me because you are silent because you won't plead the truth he said in transgression and lying against God. This is what he said. And, and transgressing and lying against God. Committing his sins. Transgressing against the ways of God, the ordinances of God, the, the, the statutes and the precepts of God. And then he say lying against the Lord. Anytime you come in an agreement with anything that's not true, you're lying against God he and his word is absolute truth and if you say it's other any other thing other than absolute truth you are lying against god oh lord have mercy did you hear what i say the scripture said and lying against god then he says and departing away from god so as a liar guess what when you fail to embrace truth receive truth speak truth and you operate as a liar, it causes you now to depart away from God. And see, here's this this, this twisted or perverted thinking. I feel like God is so far from me. Well, is it God that moved or was it you? Because last time I checked, if God is I'm not present, if God were to move away from any position or place in the earth at any moment, right, that place will cease to exist. Oh, Oh, so it it wasn't God that moved. It was you that moved. But yet you want to say, I feel like God is moved. I feel like God is so far. It's because you move, Liar. Oh, you don't want to say that. Uh, No, 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 no. There is this separation between me and God, not because of God. It's me. It is I. It is I. It is me, myself, and I. It is me. It says, departing away from God, speaking oppression and revolt. Oppression talks about to press upon. Speaking oppression. Just pay attention to your conversation. How you press upon people in your conversations when they're not in agreement with you. When they don't like what it is that you're saying. How you try to oppress them. You say, what do you mean? When you try to make them feel bad for not agreeing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, see, see, that's what I'm talking about. That right there. You see what you're doing? You see what you're doing? No, you're trying to oppress them through conversation. Oh, but back up, devil, because uh, we're pleading the truth. We're pleading the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to stop trying to oppress people through conversation. Everybody ain't got to agree with you. It's okay to to, to Disagree. It's okay to disagree. Let me say it again. It is okay to disagree. And then here's the truth. You're not always right. I know. Oh, for you analytic. Yeah. For you analytical people. Yeah, you, 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 you swear you right. You swear you know it all. That's all you are. Is you will think you'll know it all. And you child, know this. You're not always right. Know this. You're not half the time always right. And know this, you're not a quarter all the time right. (laughs) Uh, You Know this, you're not a tenth all the time right. That's how the seed the devil got you. With your so-called know-it-all self. And because you with this know-it-all mindset, here again, twisted, perverted thinking, you try to oppress people in your thought process. Or through your conversation, I should say, right? And, and, And here's another form of it. Because guess what? You don't always have to say words to actually be talking. Ooh, bust you in your head right here for you walking around in silence. Uh, when they don't agree with you, now you're going to walk around in silence. Now you're going to withhold yourself from them in conversation. Now you're going to withhold yourself from them being physical with them. Oh, uh, uh, bust you right in the middle of your head. Bust it to the white meat. You come up out of that spirit of silence, you foul devil. Please, some true. Tell them how you were wrong. Tell them how you shouldn't have said that. Tell them what you were thinking about. Tell them how you were trying to oppress them in the conversation. Tell them how you were trying to have your way. It's a speaking of oppression and revolt. Rebelling. Talk about how you rebel. Because you're quick to point out how other folk want to rebel. Especially men with their wives. Men are so quick to talk about how wives then come subject. Did you come? Let me. Are you the way you want your wife to submit to you? Are you that submitted to G? Because you always talking about I'm your head. Well, Jesus is your head, man. Are you that submitted to Jesus in the manner you want your wife to be submitted to you? Come on, we pleading truth. I'm pleading truth right now. Calling for justice, order, and those things that are right. Maybe she's not submitted because you're not submitted. You bring this spirit of rebellion in the house with your unruly self, man. Oh, Lord have mercy. And then the mama talks about conceiving and uttering from the heart's words of out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth is going to speak conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, conceiving this stuff in your heart and then speaking it lies. Even when you tell us you care about us, it's a lie. Even when you say I love you, it's a lie. We can tell how you hug us you don't love us. You just tolerate us. Oh, Lord have mercy. See, somebody got to be honest and tell you that right there. You don't want to deal with us like that. The truth be told most of y'all are in love with your handheld computer computer love lord have mercy back up off me yeah most of y'all are in love with y'all computer them little hell hand computers in your hand ain't nothing but computer love you in love with a computer you spend more time rubbing, rubbing as you scroll, rubbing your computer. But your wife looking at you cross eyed because you won't rub her, or your husband looking cross-eyed because you won't rub him because you spend so much time with your little computer. Are oh, we pleading the truth? Get delivered. Can you put the phone down and talk to your spouse? Can you put the phone down, talk to your parents? Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, Because nowadays the children, they don't even understand how bad they got it. This thing has become their God. It keeps them in a bowed position. Keep their head bowed down and their eyes focused on this. This has become your God. And you don't even recognize it. We tell you one of the indicating factors if you want to know if you're devoted to God, we talk about money or we talk about your time. Where is your time spent? Like this, in this. Ooh, could it be this is your God? You already have assumed the position, the bow-down position with your bowed head always constantly in your phone. Now I can, I can, I can put my phone down. My phone don't know your phone controls you. Your phone controls you. Something that doesn't even have a living soul on the inside of it. It controls you. Go to bed. This is the last thing you see. This is the last. It's not even talking to you. But it controls you when you wake up instead of you saying, God, thank you for letting me see another day. Thank you for grace and thank you for mercy and thank you for life, health, and strength. No, you grab this and, and looking to see who's doing what on TikTok or on the gram. Or this controls you. And you talk about I can put this down. No, you can't. A liar. And don't let you think you're being misplaced it. Oh, you be about to lose your mind oh where my, where my, where my... lord have mercy uh I, I i wish folk would get like that when they felt like they've lost god oh where is god where is lord have mercy when you act like you can't feel god i want you to get nervous and start panicking like that where is god where is god can we see that we can't see that you okay you'll go on about your day it's okay he said, "And judgment is turned away backwards, and justice standing afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter." Right? So this ju- he said, "And judgment is turned away." This judgment is talking about what the justice of God is turned. The justice of God is turned away backward, But the judgment of God is supposed to be on display, or the justice of God is supposed to be on display. It is turned backward. Meaning, it is not entering into the culture. Give me an example, because I ain't ashamed to say it. When when, when police was out here killing black folk, you had this movement called BLM, Black Lives Matter. Oh, Oh, it's such an injustice, this, 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 and the other when I look at what's taking place in the culture around the world right when somebody like the nation of Israel is defending itself now I'm not saying I'm against all murder I think it's all bad if there was another way listen God let them do it another way so that lives don't have to be lost but right now it doesn't seem to be another way but I'm not gonna be mad about somebody defending themselves especially when you hear about the horrible horrific things that these Hamas has done and you got people saying, it's Israel's fault. The justice of God can't even... Do you see how crazy the culture of today's world is? Justice can't even enter in. It says, and judgment is turning the way backward, and justice standeth afar off. Justice is having to stand back, waiting to enter in. But because nobody wants to call for justice and nobody wants to plead the truth, justice has to stand afar off. Nobody will rise up and say, this is wrong. This is error. This is not right. God is not pleased with this. This goes against the ways of God. Justice can't enter in. So this black line, Madam, who was calling for justice, calling for justice are now in support of, 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 of people raping elderly women, raping children, beheading ch- babies, cutting babies out of pregnant women's stomach. They're saying justice for Palestine. What are you kidding? Do you see the pervert, the twisted perverted thinking in this? You call this justice. Then the, the prophet says, For truth is falling in the street. America, a nation that was built upon biblical principles, the laws were governed by the truth of God's word. Truth is now falling in the streets, and we're, we're having pride parades all over the truth. Walking all over the truth. And nobody's rising up calling for justice. Nobody's pleading the truth. And then the prophet says "And equity cannot even enter in. Equity is talking about being correct or correctness or integrity. Cannot even enter in simply put being right. Being right cannot even enter in. Nobody wants to be right no more. Everybody wants to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. The devil is a lie. The devil is, no, wrong is wrong. I don't care how you chop it up. I don't care how you dress it up. Wrong is wrong. And those things that are wrong in relation or pertaining to God's word, God is not pleased with it. A culture now that wants to abide in, in, in all things incorrectness, in being incorrect, having no integrity. And the culture is satisfied with this. Not just culture, but individuals are satisfied. They're okay with this. They, matter of fact, they prefer this, they love this. I get to abide in my darkness. I get to abide in my evil, and my wickedness. I get to abide in my perversion, and it's okay. He said, "Yeah, true felix, right?" And he that departed from evil, making himself a prey. Now this is where things begin to. Say. It said, A-a-a-a-a. "Yeah, true felix." It seems that truth is failing anytime you speak truth to those things that are a lie or those things that are incorrect, you run the risk of being canceled. Talked about, lied on, torn down, your character and your name drug and defiled. So it seems that truth is, no, I'm here to tell you, keep speaking truth. then the prophet says, "And he that departed from evil." See, this is those of us who have said, "God, I need to be delivered. I must be delivered." Then you got to separate me, God, from the sin, God. You got to separate me from the perversion, God. This distorted thinking, this perverted thinking, this twisted thinking, these twisted and perverted actions. You've got to separate me from them. Notice, notice, he says, and he that departed from evil make himself a prey. This is why they come after you. When you take a stand to stand for what's right, to to stand for what is correct, to stand for those things that that when we plead truth about and calling for justice about, you make yourself become a prey. It's like a target comes on your back. But listen, the prophet says, but the Lord saw it. <laughs> and you got to understand, he said, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Ooh. When you make yourself become a prey, the target comes upon your back, and nobody stands up and defends you. Oh, God said, I saw it. It displeased me that there was no judgment. He said that he saw that there was no man. Oh, I like this, right? That there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. He saw that there was no man and nobody standing up and see, there are going to be times where you feel like you're standing by yourself. Well, I would rather be the minority and stand with God than be in the majority and stand against God. Let me say it again. I would rather be the minority and stand with God than be the majority and stand against God. Because he said that he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Where are the intercessors? Do you understand the word intercessor in the Hebrews defined as to have an encounter? Could it be that the people of God, the body of God are not having encounters with God because intercessors are not in the gaps anymore? They've stopped interceding because the enemy has distorted their thinking about the power of prayer. Well, it don't seem like my prayer is working it seems like I've been praying this same prayer for my daughter to be delivered it seems like I've been praying this praying this same prayer for my son to be saved for 10 12 years now it doesn't matter God heard you the first time and he heard you the thousand times you prayed the prayer but it's at an appointed time don't you stop praying intercessor because guess what it's because of you and the prayers that you are praying as you stand in the gap it's gonna cause them to have an encounter and what am I saying intercessors don't you stop praying for this nation I know that This nation is turning its back on God, it's pushing God out of the culture. But if revival is going to take place, if the people are going to have an encounter with God, we need intercessors consistently standing in the gap, praying and calling for justice and pleading for truth pertaining to this nation. He said, Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him. So when nobody won't stand up, listen, God said, I'll bring about my own salvation. See, that arm that he talked about, his arm is not too short. Listen I, listen, I can reach you right where you are. And the fact that God is extending his hand to reach you right where you are is an indication God has the power to enter. Mm, he has the power to intervene in your life. Therefore, his arm brought about salvation and his righteousness. It's ooh, The righteousness of God will sustain you. Oh, see, it's not according to my own righteousness, God. What you deem to be right, God, your righteousness, that's what's got to sustain me, God. Your righteousness, God. See, anytime you're trying to be self-righteous, you wonder why you're not sustained. You wonder why you're not kept. No, it's got to be the righteousness of God that will sustain you he said for he put on right, Ooh, look at God for he put on righteousness oh come on God put on righteousness put on everything that denotes being right that denotes being correct God come on God put it on he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his own head so he ain't dressing you like he wouldn't dress himself all right and he put on the well this this is the only difference Now, he told you to put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. He said, but listen, my garments, they're going to be vengeance. And he put on the garments of vengeance for. Lord, somebody, you listen, that's trouble right there. I do not want to fall into the hands of an angry God. That's, that, that's trouble, right? He said, Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Oh, so you got to understand when that appointed time comes for God to bring about vengeance. Oh, you better get out the way. You better make sure you're not in the way. You're not counted in the number of who God is going to take or unleash his vengeance upon. He said, I was clad with the zeal as the cloak. And you got to understand he he, he's going to be like this cloak. He's going to be wrapped. It's like God going to wrap being zealous. Enthusiastic about going to go. (laughs) He's wrapped himself in enthusiasm to come and go take out vengeance. He said according to their deeds. So I'm going to take our vengeance according to the Z. He said, according to the Z, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries. Recompense to his enemies. To the islands, he will repay recompense. Do you see the, the verbiage of the prophet, what he's saying God is saying he's going to do? According to the, these accordingly, he will repay fear to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands, he will repay recompense. Island noting those isolated things. Nothing is going to get away. No one who God deems as an adversary is safe from his vengeance. He says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord. Ooh, they don't fear his name anymore. And this is not just in the culture. It's in the body. They don't fear his name anymore. Oh, uh, used to be a time and we said quite a bit used to be a time before you came into the church, you would repent. God, I repent. God, Wash me, clean me because you had a respect for the name of God. Mm. You had a respect for the presence of God and you had a respect for the house of God. Now people come all oh, just foul and filthy and perverted and nasty and defiled. And they just come into the presence of God, polluting and defouling the things of God. Haven't repented and a come in here dancing. <clears throat> Set your nasty self down somewhere. All services have turned into is a dance competition. Now, what you see inside of congregations is dancing with the stars. Sit down somewhere, hear the God doggone word. Receive that truth. You don't want to hear that, though. Oh, we got quiet. It got quiet. And this sanctified church, well, all you want to do is dance. And then we we'll leave the church because, well, they ain't dancing, child. I couldn't get my praise on. Praise about that truth when he tell you you need to be delivered. Praise about that. When he said you need to be changed down in the depths of your soul. Praise about when he keep coming at you about that masturbation. Praise about that. When he keeps coming after you about that fornication, praise about that right there. When he keeps coming after you about those perverted, nasty dreams that you keep having, praise about that right there. When he keeps saying, listen, your mouth has no discipline, praise about that right there. There's nobody praising about that. He says, so they shall feel the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. But when God comes and does what he does, when he unleashes his vengeance, he said, oh, they're going, they're going. I know everybody hollering about put some respect on my name. But he telling you, you better put some fear on his. You better have the utmost respect for the name of God. See, that's Bible. Nothing new under the sun. What seemed to be so hitting and popping, put some respect on my name. God Ben said that. You better get back to putting respect on his name, having the utmost respect at the name of God. He said, because guess what? When his vengeance is loose, they're going to fear his name from the west. He said in his glory from the rising of the sun, denoting the east. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The Spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard against the enemy. And so you wonder why the enemy is able to keep coming in. Your stand or your stance is not powerful enough, it's not capable enough to withhold the enemy out, keep the enemy out. But when the Spirit of the Lord will lift up one, A standard against the enemy. He will not be able to come past it. Lord. Then the scripture says. And the redeemer shall come. Lord I I found out. In the hebraic tongue. Because we in the western tongue. We say Zion. But I found that in the hebraic tongue. They say Zion. Oh I like it. I love it. And the redeemer shall come to Zion. (laughs) Adonai Elohim. (laughs) <laughs> y'all, y'all playing with me I've been engrafted here I have been engrafted in. God knows now the next thing to do is to get my, my dual citizenship over there in Jesus wonderful name and the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto, <laughs> they make it be loud here in the studio and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob said the Lord the Redeemer shall come to Zion the place of worship to the worshipers the true worshipers and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, right? Simply put, this transgression is rebelling against God. Those that return, turn away from rebelling against God in Jacob, you know. Jacob denoting your old nature. That old you. Every now and then the old part of you will try to rise up and make you rebel. Make you doubt God make you do it your own way stop acknowledging him that in all his ways he would direct your paths It make you do your own thing Try to get ahead of God Because you think God is taking too long Ma- Make you believe that way well, It was just a thought uh, No, it was a thought that the enemy gave you And some of you, it's the thoughts that you had It came from within you But instead of you casting that thing down You let that movie play out in your head Ooh, You wanted to see the end of the story No, that is the old nature that the old man of Jacob It causes you to rebel against God but he said for those of you that turn away from that old nature. The redeemer is coming. And he says as for me. This is my covenant with them saith the Lord. Notice what the prophet is saying the God is saying. This is my covenant. Something that God deems to be unbreakable. This is my covenant with them saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee. And my words which I have put in thy mouth. See, the covenant is, his spirit is going to be upon you and his words are going to be in your mouth. To the point that his words will not depart out of your mouth. And notice, if God puts his words in your mouth and he's making covenant to make sure that his words do not depart from your mouth, that means that you, you don't have to worry about being a liar anymore. You can call for justice, you can plead true but then he takes a step further not only is my mouth my word is not going to depart out of your mouth, he says nor out of the mouth of your children (laughs) I don't know what Lord I feel like let me well I don't feel that I just need to go ahead and jump because my children don't tell the truth like they used to and I'm not just saying okay my children just deliberately walk around lying in other words eh, 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 and in, in their younger years, my children used to be interested in the things of God, interested in being who God called them to be. I used to be Shekinah, when Shekinah's about two, three years old, I'd be like, Shekinah, who's going to prophesy for God? She would say, me. Who's going to sing for God? Me. Who's going to dance for God? Me. Who is going to declare God's gospel? Me. Who is going to live, save, and be used as a vessel of God? Me. Other things have their interest now. Well, they forget about who God has called them to be and what God has said. But he's saying, listen, not just my word will be in your mouth, but I'm going to put my word back in the mouth of your children. They'll be interested in truth again. Not just the word of God. But who God said they are and what God said they would do. He says, nor out of the mouth of thy seed. But then he takes it further. Nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed. So whenever grandchildren come on the scene, God going to make it so that my grandchildren can't lie. And I'm so glad about it because I tell my children, you better take your little pineapple head children home with you. They can't stand it. Daddy, stop saying my baby going to have a pineapple head. Well, take your little 9 later head baby home with you. Daddy, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> they was like because you know where's the spirit in their life you know but he said not even out of that seed seed truth is going to abide in their mouth and he said set the Lord from henceforth and forever starting right now truth can abide in your mouth and truth can be in the mouth of your children and your unborn grandchildren that haven't even got here yet I know some of y'all are 35 and grandparents that ain't me The devil is a lie. I ain't about to be no old, no no young grandparent. Do it right, Jesus. (laughs) That may be at the appropriate age. I do not think 35 and 33 is appropriate to be a grandmother. The devil is a lie. We got the, somebody got the call for justice. We need justice on that. That's not right. It's out of order. You've been a grandparent at 33. Child, you you're you going to the club with your grandchild. The devil is a Your grandchild borrowing your halter to top. What? I'm asking you to do her lace front. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out, I told you I'm back like I never left. It. I'm trying to snatch all your lace fronts and your eyelashes off in one go. I'm trying to snatch it all off to reveal the real you so that you can encounter him in Jesus. Wonderful name. Yes, I am. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchofphilla.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social. To like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchofphilla.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.